and welcome to Team English. I'm your host, Thu, and today I've got a special guest. Hello, teacher Annette. Hi, Thu. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. What about you? Yeah, great. Thanks for coming to the show. It's my pleasure. Annette, can you tell us a bit about your current teaching role? Yes. So currently, I'm working for British Council Malaysia, and I'm based in Penang for the time being. And I have to teach quite a wide variety of classes and levels, ages. So I teach primary, secondary, and also adult students, uh, especially IELTS preparation courses. And from time to time, I have to t- uh, deliver corporate trainings. And I'm also a special educational champion here. So I am responsible for ensuring. Inclusive learning in all the three centers in Malaysia. So we've got three centers: one in Penang, one in KL, and another one in Damansara, which is near Kuala Lumpur. And I have to make sure that every student, including students with special needs, receive the ample support from the teachers, and also the teachers are supported with all the techniques and tips. In dealing with special needs students, yeah, that's what I've been working on at, for the time being. That sounds interesting. So, how do you find the role? Oh, I, yeah, I really love what I've been doing. I've been teaching for about eight years. I I lo- love it as always, and I've been here for one year, and it's been quite interesting to teach a different group of students because I've only taught. Mainly Burmese students before this. So Malaysia has got Chinese, Malay, and also Indian students. So I get to teach quite different types of students who speak different first languages. And occasionally, I have to teach students from Japan, Korea, China, and sometimes from the Middle East. So it's been interesting, especially the role with special needs that I've been taking. It's been really rewarding, and it's been really interesting to attend various trainings on this area. Um, can you tell us then about your journey in the field of English language teaching and how you got started? So I started teaching since I finished my matriculation exam. So since I was sixteen. That was mainly about one-to-one tutoring, especially to the、uh, kids who were preparing for Cambridge Young Learners exams, like Starters, Movers, Flyers, Cat Pet exams. And only when I、uh, finished my masters, I started that there was an advertisement from British Council Myanmar for that role, for that teaching role at the British Council. I definitely need the CELTA. I decided to take the course, and we were on the course together. Right? It was really intensive, but at the same time, really beneficial. And yeah, that one month course changed all of my perspectives on teaching. And after that, I decided I decided that I couldn't do any other professions <laughs> except、yeah. teaching. And then I started applying for jobs. In in all the schools, international schools, including the British Council in Myanmar,、mm-hmm. I got the responses, in, including from the British Council, all how it got started. <laughs> 
Wow. Yeah, I remember meeting you in, I think it was in 2015. Yeah. We did a shelter together. Yes. Wow. Long times. Yeah. And then, yeah, like we were really working together. And at that time, I was really not confident with my teaching because um, I didn't have any experience, like proper teaching classroom teaching experience and because i had been only teaching one-to-one students from time to time i volunteered in some free english courses at the monasteries and at my church but still during the celta i was really not confident with myself and then you supported me and including the tutors (laughs) yeah i got really good support system and yeah, it was a great experience. Yeah. I must say that's amazing because you were previously you have taught mostly one-on-one students and you didn't have a lot of um, classroom experience, but you did the CELTA. Yeah. And I must say you got a very good grade as well. <laughs> yeah, I got past B. I couldn't <laughs> believe myself when I got the result because CELTA is a very demanding, intensive course, but you get really good support from the from the tutors. And then I think we were such a great group together. Like there were eight of us, right? Yeah. And we supported each other and we helped each other with all the teaching practices. So I'm really grateful for everything that I got from CELTA. That's great. Even if... You didn't have a lot of teaching experience before in in class experience, but because you have volunteered in other organizations that you got a chance to go through the classroom experience. So say those experiences help you in the CELTA. Definitely. Yeah. That's great. So you mentioned that you started teaching since you finished your matriculation exam. Yeah. How have you developed your language proficiency? My education, like the whole journey was mainly with government schools, government schools and universities. I didn't go to any international schools, but luckily when I was around grade five, I got a chance to attend some free summer English courses at ILBC. I was lucky enough to attend the free summer English courses in ILBC because my mom was working for ILBC. And during that time, ILBC staff were eligible to get free classes at the school, if I remembered correctly. Grade five, six, seven summer English courses, I studied English in ILBC. And then I finished my matriculation exam and I actually didn't want to take English as my major. However, my matriculation exam results were not high enough to go to the universities I wanted and I had to take English. I had no choice. And so my bachelor's was in Dagon University. The first and second year, I put all my heart and soul into the study, not because I was interested in English, but because I wanted to apply for uh, a scholarship for my master's. So I wanted my bachelor's grade to be impressive. So I was studying really hard 
And after second year, I got into the honors classes. I was qualified for that. So I continued two more years for bachelor's. And then I started to be very interested in the language, the literature, the linguistics. Here I have to mention two very important people who helped me through my English learning journey. So when I was preparing for my writing assignments and papers and research papers, teacher Anwei Kim, she's a retired lecturer from Yangon University in, in English. She helped me a lot with the studying linguistics and also like proofreading my papers. And also another person is Andy Lelebap, also majored in English, but she didn't choose to become a teacher. But she finished master's, so she has a lot of knowledge about literature and linguistics. And she taught me a lot about how to write the commentary on the plot and characters, stuff like that. And I started to be very interested in literature and I tried to read more. She gave me a lot of like past research papers, like sample papers. So basically like they both helped me a lot in my writing and researching. I finished my bachelor's and after that, my initial plan was to go for master's, but then I, for master's abroad, but then I just wanted to specialize in English. I took the entrance exam, master's entrance exam in UFO and I passed it. So for my master's, I can, I studied in UFO for two years. It was all about government education, we would say, but I had a good support system from my parents and also teachers around me. So after my master's, I was very confident with my writing, but then I got into work a few months after my master's. And that was when I started to learn more about slangs and I started to become more confident with my speaking because English has become my daily language. And I picked up a lot of vocabulary from colleagues. I would say I'm still learning right now. It never ends. Learning never ends. And I love it. Great. What a journey. So having a great mentor has helped you a lot in your language learning journey. And being in touch with the language or getting exposure on a daily basis helps you a lot. Attending language schools during weekends yeah. helps you a lot. Yeah. And also when I became a teacher, I have this pressure that I don't want to, I want to be a good language model. So I always analyze the language that I'm teaching before the classes. And especially when I had to teach the higher level classes like upper, intermediate, advanced, I was studying to teach. It also helped me a lot with the language I use every day. So that was also really useful for my proficiency. Yeah. So do you have any tips for um, teachers or students who want to develop their language proficiency? Yeah. So for teachers, analyzing the language before you teach really helps you a lot with your language range because most of the time we don't want to make a mistake and we end up, even though we can use specific complicated grammar, 
we end up using simple sentences. But once I started to teach advanced and IELTS uh, students, I took uh, really a good time to prepare for my lessons. And then I mainly took quite a lot of time for analyzing the language. That gives me more in-depth knowledge of the language. And I started to become more confident with taking risks, trying to uh, use difficult ones, the ones which I had never used before. So that I highly recommend the teachers. And for students, I mentioned exposing yourself with the language and not just in terms of writing, but also in terms of speaking, exposing yourself with the language and also not just trying to produce the language, but also try to get the input by watching the movies, listening to the songs and maybe making notes of vocabulary and trying to produce them in writing and speaking. That would be a good way of improving the language proficiency. Also, I think it's fun. Movies are great. Songs are also relaxing. We all listen to songs and watch the movies. So I think it's another natural way of acquiring the language. So what I've understood is being intentional and yes. be strategic about the choice of language. Say if you have learned new vocabulary, then try to use that intentionally in the classroom or even in your journal, maybe. But of course, you still need a, a good mentor to support you. A hundred percent. Yes. Great. So we've mentioned that the CELTA as a one teaching qualification. Did you decide to pursue other teaching qualifications? Yes, after the CELTA, I got the job at the British Council of Myanmar. And then after one year of working for British Council of Myanmar, I got the sponsorship from the school to do YL extension to CELTA. So it's also very similar to CELTA course, but it is mainly for young learners ages mm -hmm. between mm -hmm. 8 and 12 to 13. I think it's 13 if I remember it correctly. It was another intensive one. Maybe I would say probably more intensive than CELTA because you had to do everything that you did in CELTA for a month and you had to finish everything in two weeks. So it was really intensive. But it was another rewarding one. I was more confident dealing with young learners. But Cambridge is no more running this course right now. I think these days they've got a similar one with Trinity, the one you yes. did, right? It's Trinity Tylek. Um, yeah. That was the one I did um, when I was working with you at the British Council. So yeah, it was also really like practical and useful course. And after four years, I started to t do Delta modularly. So I started doing that in 2019. So I took one module for one year. So I finished that in 2022. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Yeah, completing Delta is one of the biggest achievements I've ever got in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and right now I am doing a course. It's just started. It is teaching pre-primary students with Nile 
I get the sponsorship from the British Council Malaysia. So it's mainly for kids from three to six year old. The course just started and I'm really excited about this. Yeah. Well, that sounds interesting. So do you have any tips and advice for anyone who wants to pursue those qualifications? So for CELTA, you really don't need a lot of experience before that because it's for beginner teachers. It's mainly for beginner teachers. But what I want to advise you if you're doing the CELTA is following the tutor's guidelines. For me, that helped me a lot because as I've already mentioned, I didn't have any classroom experience before that and put myself at zero knowledge. And actually, I didn't know a lot at that time. I I would say I have, I hadn't read anything. I was just teaching as I wanted to. So I didn't know anything about ELT. And then taking the course, I was interested in everything from my classmates and also for, especially from the tutors. I did everything they advised me and then tried to follow them thoroughly. And because the tutors are there to help you pass and they know exactly what you need to pass the course, following their guidelines and trying to do everything they ask you to do. I think that's the key to CELTA because CELTA got a rigid structure that you can't deviate from, especially the lesson plans. They've got everything in place, understanding the criteria and trying to under- follow the tutor's suggestions religiously would be the key to pass the course. And with the Delta, it's for higher level teachers. They said on the criteria, they said you need to have two years of experience. But I waited for four years. Yeah, I did my shelter in 2015. And I did the Delta in 2019, so I took four years before I started doing the Delta. So try to get the experience, post-Celta experience. And another thing would be pre-reading. If you search on Google and type Delta reading list, you will see a bunch of books that you can read for the course. Maybe not everyone did that, but... For me, I did that. I even spent a year. I, do you remember we tried to read the books together and then share what we've read before we started doing the, the Delta, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think yeah. we got a, a list of books that we should be reading and then yeah. we were yeah. doing that, yeah. Yeah. So we were making notes and we were, I think we had a Google Drive where we shared what we've read, summarizing things. I think that really helped me when I started uh, the course because I felt like I've got some sufficient theoretical background reading beforehand and trying to understand uh, what the course needs you to do. So like how many teaching do you have to do? How do the lesson plans look like? Because they are nothing like CELTA. So trying to see the requirements, um, understanding the course, I would say that would be the key because you got to decide at whether you are ready to 
commit to the course because this is Delta is another level of difficulty. <laughs> it's another level. It's not. I thought Delta was the most difficult course, but Delta yeah. is another level. You really have to be committed to the course. You really need to be ready to take the course. So yeah, understanding the course and then how many types of courses are there. So in Delta, there are three types of courses. So you can do it intensive or yeah. modularly like I did or yeah. integrated, which you have to fit complete that in nine months. Understanding yourself, your lifestyle and the commitment you can give to the course. And you got to choose the right type of course for you. So for me, I am very, I can't cram everything at the same time and I can't be stressed. I took each module like year by year. So I did it modularly. If you it can do it intensively, then you'll finish it really quickly. Or if you can handle work and study at the same time, just nine months, that's it. But it took me like three years to finish that. It really worked with me. So yeah, understanding the course, doing a pre-reading and gathering the teaching experience would be the key for Delta. Yeah, so doing the Delta can be daunting, but if you break down the task into manageable parts, like you mentioned, knowing the type of courses and then making sure you've got enough time and like, know yourself well as well. Thanks for your tips. So oh. you mentioned that you're currently working in Malaysia. So what yes. challenges did you face working in another country and how did you overcome that? So the main challenge I had when I first started teaching here is different students with different needs. So for example, Myanmar students, Myanmar students are pretty good with grammar. So because of our education system, they know grammar. I don't have to think a lot about teaching grammar. The only thing I had to focus on was uh, their fluency and using the language in their writing or speaking. So facilitating to use the target language, to use the language confidently. My focus with Myanmar students. But here, it's already different because students are Malaysia. In Malaysia, everybody speaks English. Fluency is not always a problem. I think they, they speak English fluently. But the thing that I have to work on with my students is grammar. In Myanmar, some grammar that pre-intermediate students can do well can be a difficult one to teach to intermediate students here. So something like that. You can't always think of intermediate students the same way as Myanmar intermediate students. I have to take more time to plan and, and then I had to talk to the other teachers on some other problems that students can have. And also the demand of the parents, especially if you're teaching young learners, it's also different. So here, parents are more into exam preparations. They want their kids to take IGCSE at some point, and then they want the kids to be ready for that from our classes. But in Myanmar, it was a different kind of demand so, and needs. Yeah, uh, adapting myself to a new teaching setting was quite a challenge for me, but I got used to it after a few months. That was the, the only challenge I have here. 
Great. So adapting to different students' needs was a bit challenging for you. And then you overcome that by talking to people and finding out more about the students. So understanding exactly. your learners. Yes. Yes. Great. Thanks. Now, my last question is, what terms and advice do you have for anyone who wants to teach abroad? I would say we need to start with choosing where we want to teach. So do you want to teach at the universities or English schools or international schools? If you want to teach for at the university, then you'll have to be well-versed with EAP, English for Academic Purposes. And then you will need to study master's or PhD with accredited universities. And writing research papers would be the key to it. But if you want to dive into ELT world, then Delta, CELTA, Delta, and then similar qualifications to that from Trinity, they would be the key. And international schools, I really don't know much about international schools because I've never taught in any international schools, even in Myanmar. I think for international schools, you might want to Google some of the job descriptions and the qualifications that they normally ask. I think PGCE yes. PG is postgraduate uh, certificate in education or the post, uh, postgraduate diploma in education. Yeah, that one, my friends who are now teaching the international schools, they, <laughs> they said it's really useful for teaching there. And knowing where you want to go, where you want to teach, what kind of institution you want to teach, and gathering the experience and qualifications required for that would be the first step. And I also would like to advise you to have a wider range of network. So let's say you want to teach in Thailand. So uh, connecting yourself with teachers in Thailand or anyone who would be familiar with the role you're taking and then talking to them, what would be like to be a teacher in Thailand? Does it does the country and the the role suit your lifestyle? So something like that would do because you never know how it's like to be a teacher there before you get there, having a wider range of network. And knowing that students are different, like I've mentioned before, students from Myanmar, even no matter how experienced you are in Myanmar, moving to another country, students will have different issues, different needs and demand. So, and trying to start thinking of the things you can do with them and trying to start reading. Michael Swan's Learner English is really helpful. So it includes a lot of issues of different students and depending on their countries and then ways to deal with them a lot of techniques and suggested activities that that book is it's really helpful yeah knowing where you want to teach and having a wider range of network and doing some reading for teaching learners of different countries would be advisable if you want to teach abroad Great. Very useful advice. Thank you. Great. So thank you so much for coming to the show. Thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure to be with you on your channel. And I wish you all the best.
Great. I hope to see you soon. This is Daily English, where we bring knowledge, seek inspiration, and connect with the vibrant community of teachers. Happy teaching!